What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we are on a quest to find out what is the greatest movie and TV show of all time. I am Matt Primo, and today I am here to review the final two episodes of Season 1 of The Witcher. I have up to this point reviewed the first six episodes. You can go check those episodes out, those reviews. And uh, yeah, I'm definitely interested and ready to talk about these final two episodes as well as give you my overall thoughts and opinions, general impressions on the uh, the overall season as a whole. So uh, I actually got the score for it. It's I'm not I guess it's kind of technical, honestly. I have basically added all the scores up from each individual episode and just took the average of them all, and that's how I got my final score, which I think is actually pretty accurate. When when I got the score, I was like, yeah, that that kind of makes sense. Like it wasn't. You know what, I'm going to save it, okay? I'm going to save it for my final thoughts. But before we jump into the review for the final two episodes, if you like what we're doing here and you want to consider supporting us, then go to patreon.com slash two game. That is the number two. Support us at any of those tiers and you get access to a whole bunch of different content and you become basically a creator slash producer of all of our content. You get access to our Discord channel as well as exclusive podcasts and segments. And then, like I said, you get to vote on what we talk about each and every week. So, I mean, what's better than that, right? Creating your own content? Yeah, patreon.com slash two game. Shout out to our $20 tier supporters, Carmen Paradixio, Eric Hernandez, Sharon Petrie, Lindsey Humble, Michael King, Casey Pye, Christina Lambeau, and Brian slash Corey Costa. We appreciate y'all supporting us at that $20 tier every single month. Without y'all, we would not be able to do this. So, thank you so much. And without further ado... Let's go ahead and conclude season one, and we're going to start off with episode number seven, uh, Before a Fall. In 1263, with Nilfgaard poised to invade Sintra, Geralt decides to invoke his law of surprise and claim Ciri to protect her. But Calanthe, unwilling to give up the last remaining strand of her daughter's life, offers a different young girl in Ciri's place. After realizing the deception, Geralt confronts uh, Calanthe and is then imprisoned uh, by her. After visiting Estrid and failing to reignite their relationship, Yennefer returns to Eratuza with the sorcerer Vilgefortz. Uh, when he announces his intention to rally mages to oppose Nilfgaard, she declines. The Brotherhood votes to remain neutral, but Tessaia, Vilgefortz, Triss, and other mages resolve to fight. Tessaia convinces Yennefer to join. Uh, Nilfgaard invades Sintra, sacking the city and breaching the castle. Calanthe tries to send Ciri away with Geralt, but he has escaped his cell and is nowhere to be found. Ciri fends for herself after escaping Sintra, stealing a horse from a woman who offers her shelter. Later, she is discovered by her old friends who suddenly turn on her and her powers activate. So overall, I gave this episode a 7.5. I think I think it's a good episode, a pretty good episode at that. Uh, not great, not not bad, but it's just kind of like middle of the road. Just it's just pretty good. Uh, I think up to this point, we have been led to believe that Geralt doesn't really give a shit about Ciri uh, or his law of surprise, but here he is offering to protect her and bring her back to to Calanthe at the end when when like the war is over and whatnot. So. Initially, at the beginning of the episode, you're like, well, why the change of heart? Is it just because of his morality? Or, I mean, what's the reason? 
and you don't really get a specific reason as to why he decides to go back and and get Siri to protect her. And all of a sudden, he's just like, oh no, I need to protect this girl. But you have not really cared about her at all in the first six episodes up until now. So, if, if you watch these episodes back to back like I have, you kind of get that sense that in episode six, when he has that, that little fallout with Yennefer, and you know she's on one side saying how he he abandoned his child surprise while she wants that uh that choice to have a child again so i i'm guessing at that point he realized that she was right and that he should go protect her and he should take up his destiny and, and whatnot but they don't really make that clear in this episode like they just don't they don't connect those those dots very well so i think it's kind of jarring uh, if you had taken a break from from the series at all, and you just like took like several days, you may have just forgotten at all of of that conversation between Yennefer and Geralt in episode six, and then you start off with this, and it's like, wait, all of a sudden he's just he's just there, and he he wants to protect her. I don't understand. It actually took me going back in my notes, and thank God I had watched these episodes relatively close together that I kind of remembered that. But I think it's just poor execution of, of the storytelling there that you, you're kind of confused as to why he would just all of a sudden go protect her. Uh, and then in this episode, we finally get the thing that they've all they've been teasing since episode one. Or let me rephrase that. They didn't really tease it in episode one because you didn't really know what the hell was going on in episode one. Uh, but the majority of the season, you have kind of caught on that there are three different storylines kind of merging together. And this is the episode where they all converge. And the only thing that really separates the three main characters at this point is just land, geography. That's the only thing that separates these three characters. They're finally all at the exact same moment. And uh, it, it's it's great to finally have gotten to this point. Could we have gotten to this point a little bit earlier? Yes. I don't, I don't know if we needed six episodes to get to this point, but... It's a good thing that we're finally there, and I'm I'm interested to see where the story continues from this point forward. Now, while I liked the all the stuff with with Geralt, I really liked. I think that's really what elevated the episode. This episode really focuses on Yennefer, and I think I don't want to spoil anything for my review for episode eight, but I think this episode does a lot of legwork for episode eight with with Yennefer. Uh, and I think it works in conjunction with that. If you if you watch episode eight, this makes this episode a little bit better. But just watching it face value, I think the stuff with Jennifer is just kind of boring in this episode. And that's mainly because we are getting kind of a recap of everything that she has gone through over the course of the last six episodes. Like, I can understand if we're like three or four seasons deep and they're just trying to kind of reconnect some dots and kind of further develop that character i mean you go and look at some some just individual tv series like supernatural and whatnot a lot of episodes usually like one a season like later on in the seasons they'll start looking back at some of the things that the characters have done to kind of bring you back up to speed it's, it's a nice way to recap what has gone before while also giving you something fresh to look at and kind of further develop those characters they kind of do that in this episode, but we don't really need that. Like, we have gotten the development over these first six episodes 
and then now you're showing us a recap? Like, bro, we just we just watched it, okay? This isn't something that happened three years ago, and all of a sudden we need a recap of, of her journey. So I feel like that is really what holds this episode back, and they spend so much time on just recapping things that she has done. But she finally confronts what has plagued her all of these years, all these episodes that she has been dealing with, she finally confronts. And the two things that she has confronted or been been really after more than anything is lust for power and acceptance. And it kind of comes full head, shout out. She is not accepted by Istrid anymore due to her lust for power. And it's kind of like a, it's a circle. It just, it comes back around, shout out. And it just makes sense now. Like, her lesser power is why she's not being accepted by anybody. And she's not being accepted by anybody because of her lust for power. And I think it really does help. That part right there really does help further develop the character a little bit more. Which I, I really did like. Uh, it's interesting to see the two things that she craves the most be the reasons why she continues to fail uh, up to this point. So ultimately, this is kind of just a setup episode for the finale. This, I mean, this is the penultimate episode, and usually in TV series, it is the the pieces on the chessboard being pushed in place for the finale, and that's largely what this is. It's it's very run of the mill uh, penultimate episode. Uh, I I think it's I think it's a pretty good episode, but ultimately, it just it lacks in stuff, and that's kind of the general theme across all these episodes is the fact that none of them are perfect. Like, none of them are just amazing. There's There's been, like, what, two episodes, a couple episodes here and there that have been eights. One was a nine, which was episode, what, three, if I remember correctly off the top of my head. And it's like, okay, we, we're having some good ideas here, but we're, but we're not really executing very well. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can capitalize on some of the things that they're kind of setting up with episode 8, which is titled Much More. Having escaped from Sentra, Geralt defends a merchant from undead monsters, but is wounded and loses consciousness. Yennefer and the mages reinforce the strategic keep of Sauton Hill, aiming to prevent Nilfgaardian forces from invading the rest of the northern kingdoms. The Nilfgaardians launch their attack, with both sides utilizing magic and inflicting heavy casualties on each other. Tissaia attempts to talk down uh, Frangella, but Frangella disables her. Vilgefortz fights Cahir, which, yes, yes, we did finally learn the villain's name in this episode. It is the first time I have kind of just remembered someone saying his name, and it only took eight episodes. I mean, let's be honest. Could I have missed his name in the first seven episodes? Sure. I'm not saying his name's not in there, but I'm telling you, I have not picked up on it at all over the course of this entire season. And I do know that I, I do have the subtitles on, so I'm reading the subtitles, and it will occasionally say his name, but they themselves are not saying his name throughout the season. It's literally just in the subtitles. So I don't know why that's been an issue up to this point, why they have just been reluctant to even say his name, but it just goes to further show that his character has just been poorly very poorly uh, developed throughout this uh, entire season. But anyways, uh, Vilgefortz fights K here, but loses and is thrown down a hill, which looks super silly, by the way. Uh, when Vilgefortz wakes up, he kills a northern sorcerer, revealing himself to be a turncoat. 
Uh, Nilfgaardian soldiers begin to overrun the fort, but Yennefer channels a massive stream of fire, then seemingly disappears. Uh, Ciri is awakened by the woman she stole the horse from earlier and discovers the dead bodies around her. The woman takes her to the farm. Uh, Geralt dreams about his mother, Vicenna, who abandoned him as a child to be made into a witcher, then wakes to find himself on the merchant's cart. Uh, when they arrive at the merchant's farm, he hears the woman talk to the man about Ciri. He heads to the forest where Ciri and Geralt finally meet and embrace. And that's when she asks Geralt, who is Yennefer? And then that is the end of episode 8, the end of season 1. So I will give my general impressions on episode 8. And then once I'm done with that, then I will give you my overall impressions of season 1 of The Witcher. This episode, I give a 7 out of 10. I think it's, I think it's just okay. I think it's good. Uh, it's a step down from the previous episode, whereas Geralt had some meaningful things to do in that episode as far as kind of setting up pieces and kind of merging those timelines. I thought that was very interesting in that episode. I thought some of the stuff with Yennefer, while it did feel like a recap of an entire season for her, I thought it was at least a little, a little bit more interesting than anything that she really does in this episode. Honestly, I kind of just felt like the whole execution of the 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 fight at the keep was just poorly executed the entire time. Uh, it, it's either the fact that every time you look at Yennefer, she's just speaking to herself. I mean, she's doing it telepathically, but she's basically just speaking to herself. She's either doing that and she's just making like grunting faces when people get killed. Or it's just quick shots of people getting killed. And that's basically the entire sequence of her trying to save the, the keep and whatnot. And it's just kind of kind of lackluster, honestly. Now, that's not to say that there aren't some cool scenes within uh, that whole area. Because there are some magic like bombs that they, they drop or whatnot. They, they put them in like, in like bottles and then they cast them at the people and it just explodes. There's some really great practical effects going on there that I really actually really enjoyed. It's some of the best looking uh, stuff that the show has done up to this point. And I don't mean like it is the best stuff. I mean it, it's the best looking stuff. And at the beginning of the episode, you get the little fight with the monsters in the graveyard. Uh, I think, I, I mean, I get why that happened. And it kind of just, it leads into the uh, last little bit of the episode where he's kind of having fever dreams and... He's, I mean, he's largely just stagnant in this episode. Like, Geralt doesn't really do anything in this episode to get, except get carted around and have fever dreams. That's basically all he does. He's kind of just, kind of just pointless in this episode, honestly. I would have liked to have seen something like this maybe earlier on. I mean, do we need, like, huge episodes? Do we need, like, an episode where he fights one monster the entire episode? No. Do we need episodes where... He's going on like a contract and it takes him the entire episode to find the monster, to find out who it is and whatnot. Yes, we definitely need that because I love that kind of stuff. Do we need episodes where he thinks he's going out for a monster and honestly it's just a man trying to like kill a person or something like that? Yes, because that's in the games and I love that part. Like You don't honestly know at the end of a contract whether you're going to fight a monster or a human. And sometimes they're one and the same, am I right? But I do wish that they would have kind of sprinkled these throughout the, the series itself. And I think it would have been better served. But this is a nice little uh, little addition to the episode. Um, I, I do like how it gives him some some consequences of, of fighting these monsters. 
even though it kind of just leaves them pointless for the rest of the episode. And then, like I have said previously, I think they should have explored the lore behind some of these monsters. They did. Like, you don't even know what they're called, okay? Uh, I mean, Wikipedia said it was undead monsters. I mean, there's there's no telling, honestly. I mean, I'm sure if I thought about it long and hard, shout out, I could figure out what they were called. But the fact that they're just avoiding it altogether in the series is very, very disappointing. And then one of my favorite sequences in the entire episode was the was the fever dreams with, with Geralt. Even with him uh, as a kid, they're, they're showcasing or, or showing you how he kind of not really became a witcher, but before he went into the witcher school and whatnot, before they tried converting him and whatnot, the trials. Uh, I actually liked all that. And then the scene with Vicenna, his mother, I thought was some, some really great stuff. I wouldn't mind seeing that get explored a little bit more in season two. I'm not saying we need a full-on history of what Geralt, who who he was and what he would eventually become. I don't, I'm don't. i not necessarily saying that because I like a little bit of mystery behind the character, but I, I do appreciate them kind of exploring this uh, a little bit, and it's definitely one of my favorite sequences uh, in the entire episode as a whole. And then, honestly, it kind of helps that you actually care about Geralt, and they... I think this is a testament to how they have developed that character over the course of eight episodes now. I mean, you just kind of care for him, right? And it doesn't hurt that it's Henry Cavill, am I right? So when they've done all the legwork of up to now of these eight episodes, basically eight hours of character development of of Geralt, which I understand it's not been eight hours, but you get what I'm saying, okay? I, I think this scene would not have worked very well, if at all. If it was done in like episode three, so I, I think this was I, I think this was the perfect time to kind of have this particular uh, sequence uh, happen in the in the season. Uh, and then the last thing that I want to say about the episode as a whole is the whole Jennifer being a commander slash tactician. I'm not really sure I believed it. Uh, the show really has done the legwork of developing her throughout throughout all the episodes i think maybe her character is the best developed character whether you whether you like her as an actress whether you don't i mean i think she's been fine but the one thing that the show has not done is develop some of the side characters such as tris and Tasea, uh to some to some degree i think putting her as the tactician and commander if you're gonna go that route I think you need to explore some of these other characters on the side. Like, don't just throw them into the wastebasket and just make them throw away characters, right? Like, you have you have done enough work for Jennifer. Like, you have done great. Like, just take your lap, you know? It's almost like a home run. Just, just jog the bases and just briefly give us little tidbits of Jennifer to let us know that she's still there. But give us something with Triss, who is... Uh, as far as I'm aware, she's a huge character in the Witcher universe. So why are we not getting more stuff of her? And then Taseya, we need more of her as well. Uh, I feel like they've gotten a little bit of Taseya, and that's only because she was prominent in the first couple of episodes, more so than Triss. So I, I would just wish they would explore the uh, side characters a little bit more because outside of them two, I mean, I didn't really give a shit about any other characters uh, in this episode. And that's kind of the general theme as you move through each episode. You will notice that it's basically just 
two main characters. I mean, it's three main characters, but there's two characters that they've really developed, and everybody else is kind of just cast to the side and said, eh, we'll get to you when we get to you. So overall, I thought it was, honestly, I was kind of just disappointed with the with the finale. I thought I thought it could have been so much better. I thought the emotional scene between Siri and Geralt could have been so much better. Uh, I, I just, I, I think there was something missing there that could have made that so much more impactful and made it feel earned. But it, it's weird because I, I don't know if it's because of the, the way that they have set up the storylines uh, converging on three and you, you're not really knowing who's in what time and then they don't even know each other, so why are they so happy to see each other? I, I don't know. It, it, it's kind of confusing, and it's just it's kind of a letdown of an episode, honestly. And the finale should be one of the best episodes of the season. And this is actually one of the worst episodes, in my opinion. It's right there up with episode two as being my least favorite episode out of all of them. So now it is time to give my general impressions of season one as a whole. The positives, the negatives, the final score... And the final score is going to be a 7.7 out of 10. I think that is actually a pretty good score. And it's pretty indicative of how this season is. It's it's pretty good. It's not great. Like, there's a lot of potential with this series. And when the series got announced way back in, shit, was it like 2018, 2017, something like that, that it got announced, everybody was stoked for it because there's so much lore that can be explored in this series. I mean, this series could be... I mean, you're looking at something that could last eight, nine years. Like, seasons-wise. The whole world is just so rich with content, with lore, that it just seems impossible for this for this series to just be anything but good. And when you watch it, you're like... I mean, there are some great ideas here. Some really great ideas. Like, I don't know if... I mean, could they have made a better season? Probably. And it's really just the story that they could have just done a little bit better with, I think. But I, I think this series could have been so much better had they just done some of the things that maybe the games are known for. Maybe add some more uh, of the elements of the monsters and whatnot. I, I think this season had so much potential, and it's just like, oh, uh, okay. I mean, it, it's a nice little, it's like a nice little first swing. So I'm definitely interested in kind of jumping into season two from here on. And really just, like, I'm hoping that they improve on some of these things that they really struggled with in Season 1. And seeing if if they improve those things in Season 2. That's going to be my biggest thing that I'm looking forward to uh, with, the, with, the, with the next season. So overall, it's a, it's a good season that just ultimately feels like the showrunners kind of failed to execute on, on several different things. The multiple timelines are kind of jarring and they could have just been handled a lot better. Like, I don't I don't think it's a bad idea to have three different timelines. I don't think that's I don't think that's a mistake. Like, I think the the execution is why it struggled so much and why it was so jarring. Like, throw up some dates. You know, make make the scenes look different. I mean, everything just looks the same. That it's kind of confusing. Hey, is this part of the same timeline? Are we not? Are we in a different time? Are we thirty years before? Thirty years after? We don't know because they don't tell you. And I'm giving you dates. You know when I give out the uh, the episode recaps, but I only know that because Wikipedia said that. They don't ever say any dates in any of the episodes. So it's like, why do I have to do research to figure out what like what time frame we're dealing with here? So I think it was execution that really, really held back the three converging timelines. 
I mean, I don't know of a of a TV series that had three different timelines going on at the exact same time to kind of converge into one at the very end of the, of the season. And I think that idea is smart. Like, that's that's cool. If you just executed that a little bit better, I think this goes from a 7.7 to at least an 8. It, it, it's really just execution that really holds back uh, season one for me. And then the lack of world building, the lore on potions, monsters, overall like witchers and stuff like that, they just didn't really dive into that as much. Like they they were so heavy on plot throughout the entire series and kind of developing Yennefer and Geralt that they didn't give you any time to explore the the vastness of the Witcher world, which is so cool. Like you look at like Game of Thrones and they did such a great job of building building that world up and building the lore and whatnot that it, it makes this this see this series look like it's almost kind of like a cosplay character. Like you know, it's not the real thing. It's kind of a ripoff. That's kind of what this series has been uh, in season one compared to like Game of Thrones. I mean, this was supposed to take over Game of Thrones. Honestly, when it got announced, everybody was like, "Oh yes, Game of Thrones is over. This is gonna be the new Game of Thrones uh, series." And it's it's got the look of Game of Thrones to some degree, but it's kind of like a knockoff. It's kind of like a great value brand, honestly. So I just wish they would explored a lot more of the of the world of the Witcher, the the lore, the monsters. Like God, we needed some more monsters in this in this show for a series, uh, you know, a franchise that kind of revolves around monsters. We got very little of it in this in this first season. I don't know if that was for budget reasons or if they just felt like they wanted to tackle more of the uh, the plot heavy stuff and maybe we dive into that more in season two. I don't know, but I feel like we should have hit that a little bit more. We got some of the politics side of of The Witcher, which is a very prominent thing. Uh, I mean, I haven't read all the books. I think I've, I, I haven't even finished the first one, honestly, but I do know that politics plays a huge portion of of that series. And we got a little bit of it in episode seven, which I didn't mention earlier. So, I I mean, we could have gotten more of that. I mean, Game of Thrones, uh, that was politics out the ass. Every episode was politics. We could have we could have gotten more politics in this, and that'd been fine. I, I just think you have eight, eight episodes. There's not a whole lot of time to do stuff. Why are we, you know, why are we chasing down golden dragons with characters that we don't really care about? Or why are we recapping Yennefer's uh, whole storyline in episode seven when we have literally just been falling for one season? You know, it, it doesn't make any sense. I think some of the execution of of the story of the episodes was just not there. Like the things that were very interesting, they didn't do a whole lot of. And the things that they that was very uninteresting, they did multiple times throughout the entire series. Like series storyline was completely terrible. I almost didn't enjoy that storyline at all. And I remember watching this series for the first time, season one, and I i guess I just wasn't... I remember it being good, not great. But I never really had an opinion about Siri, I guess. I guess I never really thought about it, or maybe I just didn't really care. I don't know. But re-watching this season again just makes me dislike that storyline altogether. I wish I could just cut it. Honestly, I wish I could just go in and just cut out the things that I don't like about it, and I could trim this entire season by at least a full episode. 
by cutting out the stuff I don't like. But yeah, definitely bring in more monsters, man. Like, I loved what little they showed of the monsters, with the exclusion of the uh, the uh, Golden Dragon. Everything else was dope. Uh, the writing and the dialogue felt very uneven throughout the entire series. I mean, I even mentioned that Dandelion. That I was like, I don't think it's the acting. I think it's the writing that really throws me off on him. And Yennefer, to some degree, like, she does a lot of legwork. The actress does. Uh, but I think some of her writing is, is kind of poor as well. And and Henry Cavill as Geralt, he really elevates a lot of that, mainly because of his uh, his personality, his demeanor, his charm, and whatnot. I thought I thought Henry Cavill did a fantastic job as Geralt, and I I honestly couldn't see anybody else playing that character. And then speaking of the storylines of Geralt and Yennefer, while not always amazing, those two storylines were obviously the best, and series is obviously the worst, uh, if you even want to call it a storyline. But I do feel like they they spent a ton of time on Geralt and Yennefer, but at the same time, when you spend so much time on two main characters, you leave little to no time for other characters. Now, one thing, and I'm, I'm going to keep comparing the show to Game of Thrones with this uh, with this review. Game of Thrones did such an amazing job of developing and making you like or hate to some degree so many different characters like I, I don't understand it like kind of looking back on it now I'm like how did that show even work like, there are so many characters there are a lot of characters that maybe only around for a couple episodes and they die or something like that and you're like well damn I kind of liked him or yeah I really hated that character and that's a testament to good writing and whatnot. Whereas this series doesn't really do that. They give you, they give you some of these throwaway characters that last like an episode, and it's like, yeah, I don't really care about him. Like, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's the actors or if it's the writing or maybe a combination of both. But you can kind of see how how Game of Thrones just did it a hundred times better in the first several seasons, not the last one. We don't talk about the last season of Game of Thrones, okay? And then. On top of and another little thing that I want to mention about Game of Thrones versus The Witcher, the world of The Witcher just feels bland, uninteresting. It feels empty. Whereas, like Westeros, you could it, there was just so much detail. It looked so alive. It looked so real. Every episode, you're like, "Damn, that looks like it was actually like made. Like that looks really good." Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying every episode had uh, practical effects and whatnot, but a lot of the CGI just looked incredible. And, I mean, you're looking at HBO versus Netflix. I mean, I don't know money-wise how much each episode count uh, cost, excuse me. But this world just doesn't feel very interesting. Like, I'm looking at some of the, the sets, and it's just like, dude, that just kind of looks bland. It just doesn't look very interesting. Now, if you play the games you realize that a lot of the world is kind of bland, it's kind of just dreary and whatnot. I understand that. But when you play the games, it's like there's a lot and a lot of stuff going on in those worlds. Like the villages and whatnot, it's, they're very interesting looking and really good designs of those cities and whatnot. Whereas this one, it just feels, yeah, it just feels kind of boring, honestly. So I don't know if that's going to even change. It, it could be a CGI issue. It could be a, just a practical set design issue or both. Uh, so that's one. Th those are just some of the things that I hope they kind of improve on in season two. But 
the biggest thing they got right was Jennifer and Geralt. They were the two most interesting characters. They did a lot of the legwork over the course of eight episodes. And if they didn't nail both of those, we're looking at a, a massive fail of a TV series, honestly. Because they they just did some great stuff with both of those characters. The fight sequences, while not a whole lot of, surprisingly, uh, going into the Witcher series, you thought there would be more, more action, more fight sequences. I, I thought the sword fights were very cool. Especially the first episode. Everything after that kind of just fell flat, mainly just because of how amazing that first fight was. But I do hope there's a little bit more action uh, in Season 2. Uh, but yeah, guys, that that's my main issues with Season 1 as a whole. I, I did like it, didn't love it. it. It's not a great first season, but it is a good first season. I, I think some of the characters that they have introduced in Season 1, I'm like, okay, yeah, I really love them. Geralt, Jennifer, Siri. I, I, I don't think it's a fault of the actress. I think it's the writing. So I'm definitely interested in seeing her storyline kind of just become better. Honestly, you can only go up from here, right? Because it was it was basically a bottom feeder of a character in that first season. So, I mean, you can only go up from there. So overall, thought it was good, not great. 7.7 out of 10. And that is going to conclude my review for Season 1 of The Witcher. Now, I will be starting Season 2. I have never seen season two, so there is there's absolutely no way I can spoil myself on any of this. There's no way I can talk ahead of myself. Uh, it's basically, on the reviews, I'm going to be speculating about future storylines. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to, to see how different my review of season two is versus season one. Not necessarily if I liked it more, but like this one, I kind of knew where they were going. Like It's been a while since I, since I watched season one. But I knew that the storylines were largely not going to change very much. So it wasn't like I was prepared or shocked by anything that happened in like the season finale or whatever. Whereas season two, I absolutely know nothing about it. Nothing. I didn't watch any trailers. Nothing like that. So I don't know where we're going from here. I don't know who's showing up, who's not. So I am definitely excited to jump into season two, which I will be doing again three episodes uh, for each individual review. So again, I'll be doing one, two, and three, four, five, and six, seven, and eight, and then the final uh, overall season review. Uh, but I appreciate y'all joining me for this review of season one of The Witcher. If you liked it, let me know in our Discord channel, which you can get to by going to patreon.com slash two game and supporting us there. You can leave us a comment on our Facebook page, or you can send me an email to gamepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, let me know if you like this series, if you loved it, if you want to see subsequent series being uh, reviewed. This is kind of a brand new territory for me. You know, I I haven't reviewed a TV series before. I kind of like it. I, I, I like how it's it's broken up into the small little episodes that you can kind of digest easily. I mean, you start getting past three episodes a week and it's like, uh, I kind of start forgetting things, you know, which is like one of the biggest negatives of binge watching a TV series because after you binge watch eight episodes, it's like, oh, yeah, I legitimately don't remember anything that just happened. Because you're just fast-paced watching it, that your brain just doesn't collect all the information and store it. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be it for me, guys. I will catch y'all next week on another episode. Go ahead and start Season 2, Episodes 1, 2, and 3, and uh, that's when I'll catch y'all then. Laters.